Hi, I'm Ray Lachance, co-founder and CEO of Zenfri Networks. I am convinced that 5G will change the world. My name's Sean Kinney, and welcome to Will 5G Change the World, the weekly podcast where we engage with a wide variety of industry experts to answer this important question. And I'm excited to talk 5G and fiber with you, Ray, but before we get into that, we have a recurring segment where we get to know our guests a little bit better by posing three questions from the Proust questionnaire. So, Ray, are you ready for those? Let's go, Sean. All right. Question number one. Which living person do you most admire? Wow, that's a, a, a tough one. But uh, lately, it's been uh, Elon Musk. It's been at the top of my uh, list. And, uh, you know, what I find most interesting about him is uh, he's, uh, he's always focused on disrupting uh, the world and, and being super innovative. And I find it, uh, you know, quite his uh, thoughts and theories quite compelling. All right, Ray, and question number two, where would you most like to live? Well, that's an easy one. I, I live in Greenwich, Connecticut, and I love the uh, Northeast. I love the area here. Um, it, it, it really gives us uh, everything we need for me and my family. All right, and question number three, which historical figure do you most identify with? That, that's also a tough one for me, and, and when I look back at our, our our historical figures, I, I think of uh, inventors and innovators from the past. And um, I've been fascinated by uh, Tesla and, and, Ed, and Nik Nikola Tesla and uh, Edison and their ACDC battle in the late 19th century. And, uh, you, you know, much of what they've done in the past, um, you know, certainly resonates today. And, and you know, I, I look at, the, you know, our business focused on new type of fiber infrastructure uh, being the new, new battle being waged. Yeah, so let's, let's pick up that theme of innovation and, and disruption, Ray. You know, this is really the selling point for 5G. This is the fabric for innovation that's going to create new disruptive businesses and business models. But so much of the 5G discussion focuses on the wireless side of it, maybe not so much on the wires that, that underlie that. And so that's why I was eager to, to talk to you because you operate a network in one of the most complicated built environments on earth. We've got 5G up and running in New York City from uh, all three operators in, in different kind of flavors. So I'm just kind of curious you know, how do you, how would you characterize fiber as, as supporting these ongoing 5G deployments? And as you look forward at operators need to continue to densify and move to cover inside buildings and, and otherwise build out these networks, what's fiber industry going to look like? What's your business going to look like? Well, it's a great question, Sean. You know, we, we started our business six years ago to focus on what we saw as a new problem, and that's the problem of mobile densification. And, and it started out with a 4G world where uh, wireless operators were looking to provide more capacity to more places across our region. And when we looked back at the uh, fiber networks that have been built in the past, they were built to solve a different problem, the legacy problem of what I call sparse networking. As we move to uh, denser fiber networks to support uh, 4G and 5G and ultimate ultra densification uh, that will be required for a 5G world, 
Um, we, we needed more antennas and radios, you know, any and everywhere, every street corner, every floor of every office building, every subway platform, every subway tunnel in, in New York City, for instance, required a lot of connectivity. And I, I like to say, you know, w wireless networks require wires and they require a lot of them in this ultra dense environment. So we started our business to uh, build a new type of fiber optic network that not, not only had a lot of capacity uh, in, in all the right places, but it had a lot of accessibility in all the right places. So the, you can imagine the, the challenge of running a fiber network up Fifth Avenue and having to drop um, uh, laterals for every single carrier at every single intersection. The amount of fiber required and the amount of access, access to that fiber required was something that hadn't been done before. So we started our business solely focused on solving for that problem. And uh, we call that a front hall networking problem. The legacy networks were built to serve back hall environments against sparse networking uh, environments. And if you take it to the mobile world, it's you know, macro sites, which may be uh, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of feet apart. And we got to, we had to build a network that would support connectivity every couple hundred feet. So a whole new network had to be built. And we've done this over the past six years. We've deployed in New York and New Jersey, Northern New Jersey, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,100 miles of network. And most of that has been this new front hall networking technology. Hey, Ray, I've been writing a lot about front hall lately, uh, mostly as a, as a function of CRAN and the benefits that that gives operators around coordinating uh, management of their radio resources. And I've also been writing a lot about edge computing, and there's a ton of overlap between those two subjects, both in kind of the physicality involved, the locations involved, the connections that are needed, and then also kind of the larger move towards generic hardware that's just running kind of bespoke software. But I I'm curious what Zenfi is able to do given what you have in the field already as operators move to address their nascent needs around placing edge computing infrastructure out in the field? And when we think about front hall, is there a tie in there uh, between these kind of co-location and uh, baseband pool facilities and the ability to put edge compute out in the field? Uh, absolutely, Sean. So, so one of the uh, interesting things, when we started this business, you know, our, our thought was that the infrastructure that had been built, uh, again, this backhaul infrastructure got you close to the edge, but you had, a, you had to uh, build a new network to get to the actual um, edge locations, the, the air interface for those radios. When, when we look at our infrastructure, we call it a CRAN infrastructure. And that CRAN infrastructure has a backhaul component that connects an edge data center or edge co-location facility in the neighborhood back to command and control. So that's the backhaul network connecting these edge data centers. These edge data centers are now moving to neighborhoods. And in those neighborhoods, you need a whole new network that reaches out and touches those radio interfaces. And that's the front hall network. So in between front hall and backhaul, we have this, this edge compute or edge data center facility is essential an essential part of the uh, ecosystem and you know today we're placing aggregation of of uh, baseband processing we're we're uh, placing edge um, aggregation switching 
But ultimately, those locations will also serve another purpose, and that will be serve this edge compute uh, 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 service that will be required. So you'll have edge caching, um, you'll have edge compute, and we'll have a lot of innovation around the, this, these edge data centers that will happen in the future. But the core infrastructure we've been building today, the space, power, and connectivity infrastructure can be used again to solve today's problems for mobile networking, uh, but ultimately will be so will solve for the, the cloud compute as it moves closer to the user. So what's the big picture here, Ray? We've kind of hit on some of the big trends that are shaping 5G, uh, front hall fiber densification, radio densification. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of curious how you see all of this fitting together as it serves as a platform for innovation, as a potential catalyst for business disruption. and how does Zenfi fit into enabling all of that? So our, our, our role is pretty clear and pretty clean, right? We are an underlying infrastructure provider enabling, uh, enabling others to build value-added networks and services on top of it. So at our roots, you know, we're providing the underlying space and connectivity and power infrastructure to support all types of compute. As I said earlier, today's compute is baseband processing and uh, network aggregation and switching within neighborhoods. And I'd like to look at the uh, the networks of the future being built. Are it's a network of neighborhood networks. At the center of those network neighborhoods are these edge data center facilities. Within those edge data center facilities, we'll be able to host all types of applications that go well beyond mobile processing. And Honestly, you can use your wildest imagination to think about what's going to be happening when we can deliver very high capacity, very high bandwidth, at a very low latency to every user in the network. So, you know, just use your wildest imagination to, and we, I'm sure we're, we can't even think of the applications that will uh, be developed over time as this infrastructure uh, begins to, to uh, solve for these problems. Yeah, I like to think of it, and I've had the opportunity to to use some of these millimeter wave 5G networks particularly, and I've seen speeds to a handset in excess of two gigabits per second. So it's just like that fiber coming all the way out to my device. Yeah, that it's it's amazing, right? What we're going to be able to do. Um, the same things that happened, you know, with just pervasive internet and then pervasive high speed broadband connecting and all the new applications happening on the handsets. I, I think we'll see a whole new evolution where we have this high capacity. And, and I think the key, another key element here is it's gonna be high capacity at very low latency, which will enable many applications closer to you know, real time type applications that we, we can't do today. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. And I, you know, I, I look forward to the next time we can get together for a for cigar and maybe talk more a little bit about how 5G is changing the world. That's great. Thanks, Sean. And I appreciate the opportunity. Will 5G Change the World is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. The show today was produced and edited by me, Sean Kenny. Thanks for listening.